Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another and the final edition in this current run of Black Voices Friday. If this is your first time listening, as I always say, thank you so much for checking it out. Hey, you got nine other episodes you can go check out. Go do that. Support all these black voices. Find some new stuff to like. If you're coming back, thanks so much for coming back. I appreciate you. I appreciate you so much. I have throughout this entire run. I'm your man, Jackie's Neal, the co-host of Culture Kings here on the Earwolf Network and the curator of this Black Voices Friday. We got a really good one for you guys this week. Uh, today's Black Voices Friday entry uh, is not so much a comedy one. It's a really interesting one that I was so intrigued by. It is a podcast for professional dancers. So something different, something new. Uh, I'm so excited. It's hosted by Jennifer Chang. It is called Five Six seven eight uh really really dope dope show that i listened to i learned a lot i date a dancer uh i have a background in theater so dance is very much a part of that background and i just thought this would be a really dope one for you guys to listen to definitely something new to check out and support from a black content creator let's talk about the show a little bit in 2019 in the midst of depression Jennifer embarked on a self-imposed one-year dance challenge to become a better dancer. What started out as a mental health journey quickly became an obsession and the path she used to find herself amongst the chaos. Now, 5678 is an honest and raw look at what it's like to start something new. It is a celebration for beginners and those brave enough to reach outside of their comfort zone. So it's a good one. It's a dope one. 5678. I really think you're going to enjoy it. It is a new podcast. So, you know, you're listening to, if I'm not mistaken, the pilot episode right here. And then you can go and find the show and keep on supporting it. Uh, Really, really, really cool. Now, a little bit about Jennifer Chang. She's a sports enthusiast, a podcast host, obviously, and a hip-hop dancer living in Los Angeles, California. But she was born and raised in Houston, Texas, and attended college at the University of Texas in Austin. Now, she has worked for many sports teams and organizations like the Houston Astros, the Houston Rockets, and the Houston Texans before moving to L.A. in 2016 to make the leap into entertainment and eventually dance. Now, when she's not dancing, you can find her hosting her dance podcast, which is what you're about to listen to, or writing various projects that include a memoir about her one-year dance challenge and a comic book featuring an African-American family of supernatural hunters. So, girl got it going on. She got a lot of stuff that she is trying to give out to the world. 
So I hope you follow her. I hope you follow the show. You can do both of those by following Jen at J-E-N underscore N-C-H-A-N-G. That is at Jen underscore N-Chang. And you can follow the show at The 5678 Podcast. Easy enough. Guys, before we get to The 5678 Podcast, one last time, I've had such a good time curating this show for you guys. This is not the end. This is the end of this current run, but it's coming back. I promise you that. And when we do, we'll make sure that it's promoted and everything. If you've been enjoying it, please stay on social media. Uh, introduce friends and family and other people to the shows that you are supporting. That's what this was all about. I appreciate you all. I love you all. Thank you so much. Black lives matter. Black voices matter. Let's get to 5678. Thank you for tuning in to an episode of 5678. You're listening to the podcast for non-professional dancers. 5678 is the direct result of a one-year dance challenge that I set myself on to become a better dancer. 5678 is an honest conversation about what it was like for me to start something new at the ripe old age of 29 in a town that's all about perfection during a time in my life where I found it hard to make it through the day. Thank you for listening to my struggle. Let's get started. Welcome to 5678. This is the podcast for non-professional dancers. Today with me, I have a very, very dear friend, Liz Caggiano. Did I say that right, Liz? Yes. Yes. Yes, (laughs) 10 points. Yay. I have a total of 10 points now. (laughs) (laughs) You have points Uh, for saying it right. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today. Like I know that like you and I have been on similar journeys through dance and I've been in LA four years, but only started dancing in the last two years, but you specifically right. moved to LA for dance like a year ago. Yes. Like tell, tell me about life in Philly before that. Yeah. So, I mean, when I, um, yeah, I moved to LA actually literally a year ago, um, three weeks ago. So it's been nice. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's been a crazy year, um, with everything going on, but sure. before, before that, life in Philly. Yeah, I was teaching fitness classes um, and little kid dance classes, hip hop classes, you know, kind of the, the intros and basics of dance and um, had wanted to move here. I've, I've wanted to move to LA for 10 years. So wow. it, was, it was something that was on my to-do bucket list, so to speak. And, um, you know, just finally getting out here, it was, um, you know, like a j- dream come true. <laughs> To really, to really just finally man up and do it is what, what it comes down to. But yeah, so I was teaching in Philly and, you know, I was, I was kind of getting burnt out actually um, between, you know, fitness classes. I was teaching Piloxing, which a lot of people don't know is like another type of fitness class, which is Pilates, kickboxing, and uh, dance all that in. That sounds like, extreme. I don't think one, I can do any of that altogether. Oh my God. It's honestly, it's still one of my favorite classes to teach, partake in. Um, in terms of fitness, it was just right up my alley. So um, that was, you know, something that I did maybe at the most three or four times a week. And then on top of maybe four to six Zumba classes and wow. then three to four, you know, hip hop classes, depending on the age range. But anyway, so like two or three years ago, I was teaching a lot and I was kind of, I was also working in a restaurant and I was, 
you know, I was, I was kind of getting burnout. And for me as a dancer, um, inspiration was, you know, starting to lack. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to be a student again. I really was thriving. I really wanted, I was, I was, um, what's it called? What's the word? I was, I was craving inspiration and wanting to wanting to learn again myself. So to get out here and to get right into dance studios as a student, um, and not even like professionally, but just like for happiness, you know, um, that was, that was the goal. So finally getting here was, was, you know, um, crazy, but you know, I'm here and it it was, uh, the best, best thing I've done. Best thing I've done as an adult for myself. (laughs) Did you have formal training in dance, like in Philly? No. So I did not. We, um, yeah, I grew up, I mean, basically playing sports and I don't think I actually took my first dance class. I think my mom threw me in a tap class when I was like four. (laughs) Okay. But I don't even remember being in it because I don't know why I would have ever wanted to not be in a dance class. You know, I I don't think, I think that was like a three week trial thing. I don't think I really was ever like, you know, in it for too long. I remember being in it. Um, and then, so I think that I, I finally took my first real like set of dance classes, you know, training or learning when I was, um, 14 or 15 and I was, I was working, um, and I was paying for my own hip hop classes. I wanted to take, wanted to be in there. Yeah. I wanted to be in there. And, um, so yeah, I mean, I never took a class until I was a little bit older. So, which I think is, is a, you know, I always was kind of, um, wishing that I had had more formal training. And then, you know, as an adult, I think I went into college and ended up getting a a dance minor in college, but my freshman year of college was the first time I ever took a ballet class, um, which is insane. So, I mean, to think about the technique and everything that I went years and years without even knowing basic, you know, lines and structure, um, that was, that was me. So. Yeah, that's me right now. Like right, right. <laughs> basic lines of structures. I'm like, ah, okay, I'm just not yeah, doing it. Thank right. You. Like feeling it through your, and it's like, oh, that makes so much sense. Like exactly, yeah. exactly. Like so, when you so I so initially like I didn't come to LA just for dance. I just wanted out of Texas. I was like, I gotta get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you came to LA specifically for dance, and like so when you got here, like what, like were you intimidated? Like what was that like? Was it just like a whole new world for you? So I think I was intimidated before I got here and was very, had this already built up idea of what dancing in LA would be like, because I did always think slash have this idea, um, even just because of big cities, New York city being so close to me at home, that it's just very competitive, um, that you have to be a professional to even stand next to these people in class, um, so yeah, intimidating is definitely a word that like ran through my mind, you know, constantly, yeah. but it was more, I didn't care anymore. It was like, I'm just going to rip the bandaid and get, jump in there. And then finally, you know, um, obviously it taking so long to get here, but then to get here, it was kind of like a, I'm not going to hold back. So right. getting it class was more or less, yeah, it's like, it is the first step. It's like, they always say like, you know, showing up is half the battle. Exactly. Yes. I'm pushing myself to sh- like right away. I think it was the first week I was here. I, I was in classes, you know, almost every day just because, um, I had 
come out here in March and lived for three weeks in a home for dancers, kind of like a hostel. And that was when I was really first um, opened up to like the entire culture and mm. actual platform of being in a dance class every day here in LA. And it blew my mind because it wasn't as intimidating or I mean, this whole the buildup that I had, you know, put into my mind right, about right. I don't deserve to stand in the, these rooms with these people, and and LA is such a different vibe. I mean, it's such an open culture. It's such a, mm -hmm. um, I don't want to say always accepting, but I mean, genuinely, everybody is at a different part of their training, at a different level, and I think there's really, honestly, this like kind of love that we share standing next to each other where it's not so much like, you know, competitive, but more of like, I'm in this, like we're in this right, together. We're in this together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, did you mess that up? Cause I did too. Yeah. Like, oh, I do that all the uh, time. I'm like, Oh, well messed up that middle eight. Yeah. And, and the girl next to me be like, yeah, me too. And I was like, right. Oh, yeah. Which is like, great. And when you think about it, that's like that community that is just kind of, there's something about it. You can't really fully explain unless you experience unless you're it. In it. Yeah. Yeah, which is, I think, how we even became friends, you know? Oh, 100%. Because, like, I, I, after a while, when you're in class so often and so much, you start to see the same people because exactly. they're in class so often and so much with you. So it's like you. you just – and plus, like, when you're dancing together all sweaty in a room, which we haven't done in a very long time, but, like, when you're all together in a room, the vibes just kind of bounce off each other. So you, you feel like you're friends because you spend so much time together. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you just kind of, you end up bringing out this um, energy that, you know. Yeah. And you were like, like the, in the hostel, like you were going with friends essentially. Cause like, I mean, I mean, they may not have been your friends at first, but like you were going with people. So like you had that right. community within another community. Right. 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 Yeah. So, I mean, we'd wake up in the morning. It was like, you know, crazy everybody's trying to make some kind of breakfast and right. like fuel, a little bit of fuel and then like you know with LA having so many dance studios so many dance classes um it was almost like for me going back to college but like what kind of what kind of classes do I want to take today making my own schedule you know what I mean and so if there were other people that were in the hostel going the same direction it was like well let's share an uber or how are you getting there or if someone had a car it's really exciting if somebody had a car because uh, <laughs> in NoHo you can you can Uber everywhere, but and then you know splitting share yeah and LA is very spread out too, so it's kind of like you got to pick your direction and kind of stay there. Yeah, sometimes. like if you were gonna go from NoHo all the way down to Playground, you know, on Melrose, it's gonna be a at minute. like four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Oh, traffic, etc. Like you might as well like you know try to split with a friend. Just, just plant yourself in, in in Hollywood and take all the classes at Playground. Oh, exactly. Or like spend the day there. Right. So like if, and that was the other thing was like deciding, okay, I'm going to go to playground for the day. Um, a lot of the time it was millennium though, just at first because it was closer. So close. Yeah. Um, but the second I got down to playground and then I took a couple classes over at, um, um, movement, um, and then creative minds. Um, Debbie Reynolds was open. The, the old studio, right? Yeah. So it was, it was kind of, you know, jumping around, but yeah, totally deciding to do one, one or the other for the day or like one in the morning and then, you know, back to the house, some kind of lunch, maybe a nap and then Ubering to another one. So yeah, it was, it was fun to just have three weeks to concentrate on dance and like, see if that's my, you know, if I wanted to move here. Uh, 
that was the deciding factor. That was like my test run. So, also, let's, yeah. I, I, I wish I had thought about that. But again, like I wasn't thinking as a dancer, like I had, I'd visited LA like twice before I decided to move. But right. I, I wasn't thinking like my in my visit, my brain wasn't a dancer yet. Like right. I, I wasn't right. thinking with my dancer brain, you know, Right. Um, but like, so <laughs> like, so I when I first like when I wanted to take dancing seriously, I looked for programs like for adults, because I wanted that like three week, like intensive, like just teach me everything you got kind of thing. And I couldn't find it. Like I, I researched all like ballet programs and like, like scholarship programs, like the one at Edge. and it's one, it's mostly for children. Uh, and then two, it's also, it's mostly during the day too. And like, and as an adult who had a job during the day, like a nine to five, I was like, I can't do that. And then they want you to pay like $500 a month for the program. And it's like, well, wait, you want me to quit my job to go to class and then, but how do you want me to pay the $500 if I don't have a job to pay? Like, you know what I mean? So it was like, it was so, it was so like, my brain wanted to be a dancer so bad, but like the logistics of it just didn't work. Right. And so I think what you and I did was the same. We just kind of built our own program, essentially. Like I oh, yeah. I started out with two classes a week because I was unemployed. So I was like, well, this is the only thing that I can afford. Yeah. Um, but like later on, like when I got a full-time job again, I started taking more classes. And luckily, like 90% of the classes at Playground are at night. So I would literally just go there right after work. And then like, I would take one or two classes and that right. was my day, you know, but like I, I started out, like I stopped, like I looked at playgrounds, like at their app and then like I looked at all the names and then I like went to their Instagrams and I like stalked them and I was like, okay, what is their style? Like, and, and then I kind of knew like what I liked, not necessarily what my style was, but what I liked. So yeah. like, so when I liked their, their choreo, I, I took their class. Um, so that was kind of how I picked what studio and what like peak classes to take. But like you just kind of like, you're like, I want it all, right? I just wanted, yeah, I just wanted to, I any class that I could get my hands on, I wanted to try. I was at least, you know, trying to, and I, obviously we all have like. Our favorites. Our favorite choreographers yeah. or dancers, um, you know, instructors. And, um, but for me, it was like, I, I want everyone. I want to try everyone once. I want to try every different kind of class once, you know? I mean, I think at one point back in March last year, I was doing, I did a classical jazz class. Um, I did a, um, alternative modern class. Um, and then I did, I, what else did I do? I did, I did the, you know, I did the row. The gambit. The, yeah. I did the line. I did the, I did them all. So, but yeah, you're right. I mean, eventually like mo after moving here and figuring out work, cause yeah. you know, that was the other thing was like, can I, mean, I, I LA? Yeah. Yeah. Like, can I find work here? So that was the other reason it was like, all right, three weeks is like enough time to like, at least, you know, let's get to know the area and, and, and figure out how I'm going to take care of myself so that I can dance here. Exactly. So, yeah, same thing. I mean, and I had looked at the adult programs too. Um, Edge was a big one for sure. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, you're right. It was a lot of it just wasn't going to be able to fit my schedule. And I was, I think to decide to be a professional dancer like that, you do have to have some kind of like really formal background training to completely dive into like a program that you now know you can afford maybe fully being a dancer full-time right? and then hoping to get automatic work, um, which 
I think like personally me and I don't, you as well had the thought probably like, okay, well that's not where I'm at, but like, I do want to continue my education and I want to get a good one. So like a program would have been great if it had fallen into like something that was realistic for me. But, um, even moving here, I knew I was going to be working in a restaurant and working and working like a lot of nights, um, and like one or the other. So and that's why playground was great after work for me if I worked during the day. Um, but that's also why like Millennium was great during the day if I was working at night. At night, yeah. Or you know some of the other um, studios that have day classes, and then being able to go to bartend at five o'clock in the afternoon, you know. So, but that always did stink when there were classes at playground that I was like, you know, mon- like Monday nights, like the the line of like four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock, yeah. seven o'clock. At we least three stay. classes that day, yeah. Right. So um, missing some of those nights sometimes stunk, but yeah, it was trying, it was, it's, I think, I think we both did pretty well creating our own for the time that we had before COVID happened. Exactly. Exactly. I think like, again, like, so when I was taking class, like I, I just started out strictly with hip hop classes. Like I was strictly a hip hop dancer and then I had to figure out like, okay, like what else can I, cause I started like when I started getting to like the 10 classes a week, I had to like venture out into different styles. So like I started taking jazz funk and then like I did like, I think I did one contemporary class, but I was like, I am awful at this. Um, right. So I had to like, you know, like not dip out, but I was like, okay, I might need to get some more like technical skills before I jump into this class again, you know? Exactly. Yeah. But um, like, yeah, you start to figure out like where, like where your like niche is, you know what I mean? Like you start to figure out like what your style is more. And then that's how you, begin to choose classes right like the people that like match your pocket better right and like for me I always knew it was that I was a hip-hop dancer I mean literally I I was a freestyle dancer like the reason that I even like started to t- pay for classes when I was 14 15 years old was because like I was dance battling kids in middle school you know you circle up like cypher style um even like break dancing and like blah, blah blah. It just like I was going that way with it. So like very young, very young in my life, like I knew I wanted to be a hip hop dancer. Um, and honestly, like I didn't want to do ballet. Like I was kind of like, that's not my jam. Like I'm not, <laughs> like, I'm not really an overly feminist or Same. feminine, feminine dancer. Yeah, yeah, feminine dancer. I'm more of a masculine dancer. You know sweatpants, sneakers. I want to really get in there and sweat. I'm, you know, also like just being, I think a tomboy my whole life. It's me too. That, that, yeah. And we have that in common as well, which is why we vibe so hard in these hip hop classes, but it's, it's the truth. I mean, so I think everybody has their own style and then to be able to pick and choose and find the teachers that you really like. Um, like, you know, we both took a lot of Nick Gilligan, um, yeah, because, like, where, where you spend your money is important because, again, like, when you're in class as much as we are, like, you're giving them a lot of money. Like, I'm pretty sure I, Playground got about $300 a month for me because I was in class so much, you know? Yeah. So, like, like the I mean, again, like, when you're trying out different people, that's fine. Like, take their class once or twice if you need to figure it out. But, like, once you find someone who's a quality teacher, and, and I will say that, like, the teachers that teach beginner classes. Right. They, they're very good at motivation slash, like, kicking your butt. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, it's both. Yeah, it's, they know how to speak to beginners in a way that's motivating, but also, like, work on your shit, you know? Right. <laughs> exactly, without, like, tearing you down. Like, exactly. Right, 
was crap. Um, yes. <laughs> but no, yeah. I think um, even like Dexter and like, I, you know, a lot of the classes that we took together at Playground, a lot of those teachers were great at that. Um, and that's what I mean. It's like this whole vibe. It's a different like accepting culture that I think that if you were a newbie, I think it's one of the most intimidating things that people assume that you cannot be a non experience having dancer. Yes. And that's not true. That's just not necessarily true. You can, you know, be at any level of dance and step into one of these classes and yeah. well, they're like going to feel comfortable or at least enough, you know. Right. Like, uncomfortable enough to like go at least, you know. <laughs> go and then maybe come back. Maybe realize like, holy shit, I love this. Like it was such a high, you know, I need more. It's And it's definitely an addiction. I oh, mean, for sure. Like it definitely, like I, I would call it almost like an, an obsession basically. Uh, like, oh yeah. Like I was in dance so much at one point. I was dancing all the time. Like anytime I would leave the house, my roommates would be like dance class. And I'd be like, yep. Yep. <laughs> they know what they wouldn't even guess work. They'd be like dance. I'm like, yep, that's where I'm going. Yeah. And like I would come home. They'd be like, how was dance? Cause they, they didn't even ask where I was. They were just like, how was dance? I was like, yes, that's where I was. <laughs> my, my roommate would know where I was. Cause I'd come in the door drenched, sweaty and, like my sweatpants and he's like, you know, I mean, he would joke sometimes like, are you, are you go like, so are you going to go on like dates to dance classes? Like it just, because <laughs> I, that's, that's like, a good idea though. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I don't know. I mean, that's a whole nother At least story. you know he's interested in something that you are, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if, well, that was like something that was real, but. Right, right. I, if we can go to class at all. Yeah. Right. Well, I think that he just thought, like, I basically, same thing you're saying, my roommate was just always assuming I'm into dance class, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Me walking the door not sweaty was rare. Like, if, if that's more the other way. If I was walking the door and I wasn't drenched in sweat, he'd be like, where were you? Yeah, what, what were you doing? Yeah. What were you doing that you're not uh, sweaty? What's happening? Were you not dancing? That's weird. Yeah, yeah that's an uncalled for. Yeah. Yeah. What was your day? Yeah. Um, so, like... Like in the beginning, like my I started dancing because it was more of a mental health journey for me. Like I, that was my number one, like I guess reason. Like I, I wanted to be a dancer, yes, but like I needed to dance to get over this like mental hurdle that I was that I was having. And and for you, like I know that you started out because like I know that at one point you like thought about having your own dance studio. But like when you started dancing, like, it wasn't mentally like it wasn't a mental health journey for you. But now it's become that, right? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, yeah, I think that my obsession with dance and like music from like very young, like from, you know, Michael and Janet Jackson, even like influences um, to every, like really everything, like street performers. Like I was really big into like the break dancing scene when I was young. Like I genuinely was obsessed with that culture. Um, you know, the battle culture of like, you know, old school, 80s, 90s. That's um, cool. Yeah. And for me, being, you know, from the suburbs of like Philly, there was not really dance studios for me necessarily. Um, you know what I mean? Like dance studios, even around me growing up, were only, or at least to my knowledge, felt like only for structured dancers, ballerinas modern like, like jazz the, contemporary right, which yeah. is always important but like the those the hip-hop classes at those studios to me weren't real hip-hop like that was like they threw it on their 
into their, you know, um, their schedule just to meet like a goal schedule. or something. Yeah, to kind of yeah. be more, I guess, um, inclusive, maybe. Inclusive, yeah. But it wasn't exactly what like I had always known and loved about dance. So I really wanted to bring that to my hometown eventually and opening, you know, so opening a dance studio being the goal was always a thing for me. And it was always the like, I almost like unspoken. I wouldn't tell anybody that that's what I wanted to do. Like your secret goal. Yeah. Like a secret goal. Like you don't really like mention out loud because then like, I don't know, you know, I just, you don't want people shitting on your dreams. So, um, right. But in my mind, I also was like, I have to be educated enough to actually pull that off. So like Mm. me, um, between fitness classes and then having, you know, a business degree with a dance minor specifically, like my, my college career ended up really being based around the dream of like opening a dance studio. So without having that extra background of the technique training and blah, 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 in my mind, it was like a cosign for me also to like be able to come out to LA and get experience on a level and training in classes that were specific to like what I loved so much. And right. that was what I thought was missing from my childhood that I would love to maybe one day bring back. Bring back. Yeah. And the, and the suburbs of where I grew up, where other kids just like me who like love to move, love music, love putting the two together, but aren't necessarily um, looking for the dynamic of, the ballet thing, but wanting to, you know, the, the real, the real hip hop side of things. I wanted to be able to like somehow get on a level where I, I can bring that home and, and offer that, yeah. Yeah. And I can offer that on a real or organic level. Um, so to speak. So yeah, yeah. That, that was the goal always. Yeah, like, it was so weird. Cause like, I remember like when I would go to class, like you can tell that some people are like, fiercely trying to train because they want to be a professional dancer and like and like and when you're dancing next to those people when you and again like when I was a baby dancer like I was like I was not thinking of like technique and how do I look it was just like okay yeah yeah spend this hour and a half in class not worrying about your problems like like I was having so many like financial like anxieties that I was like okay I may not be able to afford rent this month but I've got 16 dollars to take a dance class yeah and and in that (laughs) hour and a half like I felt like even though like my problems didn't go away because I went to dance class, but I felt better and my problems felt solvable at one point, you know? Oh and, yeah. Like, and then like, and as, and I think that's also like the, the part of the obsession and the addiction that led to me going so much was because like my life felt better after I took a dance class, you know? It's a, it's a hundred percent mental regardless if you realize it or not, because just in general, working out physical activity is, you know, releasing those endorphins and yeah, it's such an addiction to like go every day. I mean, you end up really, you, you, you need it. It's, um, your body, like I, there were, if there was two days in a row that I didn't make the dance class, I felt like crap. Um, and yeah, to like swing it back around to like the mental part of it for me, it definitely, being here it became like okay I need this because it was it's always been like something of release like and and a way to you know kind of like get this happiness instantly instant satisfaction instant like feeling good learning a new choreography I mean talk about just learning somebody else's choreography alone that that opens up like some part of your brain that like I don't even know um 
It's also learning from people that you admire too. Right. Yeah. And, you know, creatively being able to step into this like student level of, you know, being what you're capable of. There's this automatic feedback, I think, of um, feeling good about that. You know, I mean, yeah. And like endorphins alone and to music, like, come on. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had always been someone who was obsessed with like music. Like, like, like whenever I would study in college, like I always had headphones and music playing because like silence was like the worst. So I always had some background music happening. And like, oh, even yeah. like at night when I sleep, like the TV is still on. So like, cause I need the background noise and like, and people like, and at work, like when I had a nine to five job, I'd always had headphones in. And they'd be like, do you right. listen to music 24 seven? I was like, basically, like I, I need something. You don't? Yeah, yeah, it's like why are, why don't what? you like that's weird. Right, and I worked at a radio station. I was like, if you guys <laughs> listen to music, like what? Come on, guys, what's happening? Yeah. Oh, you were working at a radio station. That's awesome. Yeah, like it's so it was weird. Like so, I had always like grown up like listening to music and and even like watching like the like when YouTube was a baby, like watching like millennials videos on YouTube. Yeah, and then, and then eventually like Instagram and watching the playground videos on Instagram, and it's like, and it's so strange that like now like now that we're like almost a year like into our journey and I'm a little bit over a year, but like when I was watching it at first without taking a class, it's so intimidating. You're like, Oh my God, these people are like perfect. They're so good. And then when you get to class and you kind of see the process of the filming and like in the groups, you're like, Oh, okay. It's not that bad. And like, and you see people mess up. And like when you're watching it as a newbie, you just think that's their style. Like you, you didn't even see the mess up. You know what I mean? And like now you're like, Oh, it's not that bad. Well, now we also both realize how many, how many times did we do choreography before we get to the end where yeah. maybe we're jumping in a video or something to hopefully then, you know, kill it and we're on point with, you know, our moves and, and our, um, you know, what we just learned. But I think that that's something that also was like a breakdown of like really being a student. There's a total process here of learning an eight count at a time putting it together like a sentence with music yeah right it's like it's each you know piece of each piece is really like a choreographer's vocab when you think about it like how how they dance like what moves they put together and then us remembering it like it's a sentence it's like building a sentence and it's it's important to remember that it's a process too right because like whenever like when when i would watch those videos i'm like oh they must have instantly known it they had it in five minutes and they just recorded it and right. like now I'm like, oh God, no, we spent like an hour and a half on that choreo. I get it. Right. Now. Yeah. Yeah. We broke that down. We redid it re- repetitively over and over again from different point with music, yes. without music, counts, no counts. Sounds. Geek, <laughs> geek. <Yeah. laughs> Which what? is the best. I, I don't know about you, I, but I do not count when I dance. It's literally just sounds and like the music. I do. I, I actually have to. Um, not always. It really depends on the song, the musicality of the song. If it makes more sense, the way that the movement is to maybe the words or, you know, the music itself, um, fine. But like, if it is right on beat, you know, if like specifically like with hip hop, sometimes there's, um, you know, five and six and seven and eight and yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, in my mind, I need to kind of do that sometimes to remember um 
the placement of it. I, I do, but not always. Good for you, though. Like, I, I consider it a skill to be able to dance with counts because, like, even though, like, I mean, most teachers will be like, okay, if you need counts, this is the counts and they'll do it for you. Yeah. And, like, some people will switch between, like, sounds and then counts and then, like, they are, they'll mix it. And, yeah, like, I think I need both because so it's, it's only the more, um, if something's a little bit different, like if a move is like, you know, a ball change in a, but in a weird, fast. Yeah. If it's something right. And it's something that is, um, I don't know, it's harder to pick up. I'm kind of like count on that. And if I get, if I get the count, then I'm able to like figure out like where the and is or where that, where that's, where that step is supposed to be like where that off move. Why, why does that look so weird to me? Okay, give me the count, and then it's like, oh, all right, and then I can like diagnose it. I'm also OCD as I'm constantly counting. Like I, I'm like, <laughs> I like walk. Sometimes I'm walking, and I'm like, am I counting my steps right now? Like, why am I? Like, I'm I'm literally the opposite. I am like in a cloud whenever we're dancing. I'm just like, like I'll be like in my own little zone. You do and, like, so just... well. I would not think that. Like honestly, I th- I literally you're surprising me right now. Not that counting it me- means you're like better or something no 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 but i consider it a skill though yeah yeah i mean i mean i to me i try not to sing that's what i try not oh to do. Yeah. if i know the words like but i will say like if i know the song like right. the musicality is already in your brain so like picking up the steps isn't as hard no yeah yeah, yeah. well that's just having even like the rhythm down because then at least you know like the beat of like when and if the if the choreography is right on beat, then you're probably you're for the most part no issues. Um, but that's when I'm talking about like when it gets a little bit more advanced, and it's not the beat and the the movement aren't the same. That's when I want the count. That's when I'm like, no, 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 give me give me some kind of numbers, but like some kind of breakdown there for me so I can figure this out. It's so funny because like yeah. people will turn like to Kenny. me. Oh God, no, I. Oh. Kenny, Kenny is a whole other beast that, like, we ha- – I could do a whole podcast episode on Kenny's that. beginner classes are not – Are advanced. are not beginner. Yeah. They're not advanced, but they're not – well, I mean, I, yeah, they are kind of, actually. Like, I mean, he's – They're, they're a, squarely in the intermediate area. Intermediate is perfect. Yeah. Way to put that. Yes. Yeah, yeah so. like, he, he definitely puts in a dose of the, the heavy footwork for you. Well, he's just so speedy. Like, he – And he's so on, tight he's and on, contained. But like he's also the other reason why I I need counts because like there's just so many eight counts that I'm like you know you know what I mean like I I want it because I'm breaking it down in my head into into those little pieces of like vocabulary like okay that whole eight count <laughs> is one little blurb like and it goes before this one and then this one yeah well that's also a good way to like ground yourself because like suddenly like, again like when I when I feel like I'm in a cloud, because, like, that's kind of when I mess up the most, is because, like, I can't attach the moves to the sound or, like, the words in the songs. So, like, when, like, I think counts is a good way to, like, ground yourself in the music. So, again, kudos to you. I have not been able to do it, but <laughs> kudos to you. I don't even know when that started for me. I really think, I, yeah, like, that. those first couple classes I took at, like, 14, 15 years old, with counts was like the first time I had a teacher counting in class and was like, Oh, I get you. I mean, you know, until you've really broken open into that space of like having a, a teacher, um, which is funny because then in turn, like me being like an, in like a beginner hip hop teacher for little kids. Yeah. You know, I was teaching at one point, like four to seven year olds 
and then like eight to 11 year olds. And, you know, the difference in ages is so funny because, you know, when they're really little, you're still learning right and left. And, you know, um, when, you know, even just basic like rhythm, so two steps, um, and then giving them, you know, having them even just like walk around the room and like counting, you know, out like, and like on, on like a beat and like, you know what I mean? And giving them that and then being able to break I, down. I might need that myself. She like, I, I probably could have stand to walk around a room. And oh yeah. Beats. Teaching little kids hip hop classes is probably one of the most rewarding jobs I've ever had. Like teaching a little kid how to moonwalk and then like, Miss Liz, Miss Liz, like, look, I got it. And then like, you, oh, adorable heart, heart melting. Yeah. Like yeah. they didn't even know how to like, you know, they didn't know how to clap their hands 10 minutes ago. And it's like two weeks later, they're doing full moon, Michael Jackson moonwalks and they don't even know who Michael Jackson is. Oh. You know, <laughs> giving them like, you know, this is who like, would thrill her at Halloween and like stuff like that. I mean, it's just, Thank uh, you. yeah, like I really miss, I actually do miss it now. It has been great being a student. Right. I will say I've been taking this year. Um, not for granted. I totally miss classes. A hundred percent. The like, last six months have been rough. <laughs> so rough. And and luckily, like, again, like, I, I will say that, like, the, the mental health journey is still there, but I'm not, like, super duper in it. It's like, had I, like, still been in my mental health journey when this all happened, like, I don't know what, what I would be like right now. You know what I mean? Like, I'd probably be a hot, I mean, I'm still a hot mess now, but, like, more of a hot mess. <laughs> We're all a different kind of hot mess. And I think True. that like the realization that I think we all had probably a month or so ago, hopefully even sooner than that was that this year we're all a hot mess. There's no, there's no need to beat yourself up because everyone's in it. Everyone's having, you know, even if it's individual struggles, it's this, we're all struggling. Like we, if you're not having some kind of mental breakdown at some point in COVID-19, like, tell us your ways like, like how are you yeah. totally fine right now I, I don't get it and genuinely like I, I'm watching people thrive in the opportunity of like looking at it as like this when else are you going to get this time right to slow to down slow down but the thing is I had just I moved here to do the opposite you know? right so I moved here to pick it the hell up pick it, pick it up yeah like get, so, go full balls to the wall yeah Right. So for something to like force you to, I mean, go even virtual with classes and, um, which I think we both tried to do for the first month. I did. I, 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 I did. I tried. I tried. Um, and, I mean, the space behind me is what I was dancing in and carpet and, you know, I, I don't, I'm not even trying to make excuses. I just, because I do at the end of the day, I've, I've, I've beat myself up about that. Like these are excuses. I should still be taking online classes I should still be doing you know as much as I possibly can it became more of like a um the frustration of it was where I decided that like instead of hating something that I love right now yes maybe take a step back and work on other strengthening myself in other ways as an athlete so finding like running again um and still having cardio obviously music like I mean, yeah who runs in silence psychopath 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 Uh, psychopath. yeah but but knowing that to me 
when studios open back up and we are able, like you got those like two, three week. I did. Little middle there of like, nope, we're open for a little respite. Missing that. Oh my God. Like being home in Philly while that was happening. I was like heartbroken. Like, no, like back. And then I got back. I got back and I literally was here. I flew in, I guess one of the last days that there were classes and that I went right to work the next day. And I think I was, uh, yeah. So, and then they were closed down again. So I, I can't wait for studios to open back up. And if anything, this has just made me, I'm going to go ham. Like I'm going to yeah. as much as I possibly can. There's going to be no missing class for any reason. And I think that I was kind of doing that before. But right. You know, but now it's like, you're ma- making it a mental point to be like, I'm, I'm making, not missing oh, class. I'm not missing class if I can help it. I'm, you know, like days that you might've been too tired and missed like the first one. Yeah. To the, no, I'm going to make sure that if I can make it to class, like I'm, I'm making it. So. Yeah. Um, like it's, it's weird that like, cause like when I, I, I literally just finished my dance challenge in March right before everything got shut down. Oh yeah. And so thank God that I did that, the timing that I did, but like, and people were like, people would ask me like, are you going to, does this mean you're stopping dancing? Does this mean it's over? And like, and I, and I initially, cause I was going so hard, like I was going ham at the end of my challenge. You were. Cause I, I, I was in class all the time. Oh yeah. So I, I did plan to take a break not like a four to six month break, but I planned to take a small break. Right. And, and now that oh, like, I, not that it was taken away from me, like without like my choice, it's like, now I'm more obsessed with it than ever. Like, I just like, I just want to be back in a studio. Like, please let the state of California, let me go back to class. I've almost like put it down for a moment. So because even watching video like YouTube, because it makes me miss it so much that it's kind of heartbreaking right now <laughs> in this weird way. I'm like, I know over here, like having moments of like crying. Like I, I mean, not really crying, but actually but, like, no, yeah, like, crying. really crying. Kind of. <laughs> like, real tears, you know, real tears. Um, but there's also, I mean, even in the last week or so, like, um, so much new choreo has come out to like WAP. Like, oh God. So much, so much. And like, even with that, I it, oh, there's like this new renewed like kindling happening like within the soul. Yeah, that I'm just like I cannot wait to rip it in some of these classes again. Like I just can't wait to like really get in there and just like no, like whatever excuses in class that I was making before about like not going all the way. I really that's where I'm at now is like not holding back. Um, yeah, good. I don't want to be scared to jump into, which I was I was getting. I, I, I think the first two classes of the year, it was like Dex, January 2nd, like Dexter class. I jumped in those videos and I was like, I'm not holding back this year. Like 2020, I get in as many of those as I can, but like confidently, like, right, let's, right. like let's be in class and like no longer be like, let's put in the work. Yeah. Like it's time to put it, like get a little bit deeper of a focus and I'm excited to do that because I mean, there's going to be the first two week, like shake, shake yeah, it off. Get the rust off. Yeah, for sure. But it's, I am excited to see everyone too. I mean, community and everything is so important. I think, um, and like really genuine, like seeing you guys together for those like two or three weeks that they were open. And like, I was having, I'm missing it. I was like full FOMO. Like, <laughs> like, why am I not there? FOMO like, is real. Uh, yeah. Just to like even be a weirdo in class with you guys, like 
you right. know, she would be silly, like in the back, you know? Yeah, exactly. It was like, I got to get back. Like, what the heck is happening? Yeah, like, I don't like, I don't know about you. But like, so like, I've been trying really hard to like work on my like, my musicality and like my music like library like I've been trying because like because in class honestly like in class I would find a lot of new music that I hadn't heard before oh so, yeah. like and so I've been trying to like listen to like new albums new like artists and stuff just so that like and plus like when you hear new music and you can pick up the beats on your own like it that translates into dance class you know what I mean yeah for sure um I always listen to a lot of music I'm kind of a, a, a rap head so I I'm kind of I try to stay in tune with that, but you're right. There's always yeah. there's always a new artist, someone that I haven't heard um, in class that I'm like, oh, wait, what is that? I mean, Dexter gets me a lot of the time with like, yes, like Rasta, like slash. Like, I'm like, who is this? Yeah. Yeah. Slash. It's like um, a lot of dance hall that I hadn't heard before. Dance hall. Yeah. And even what is that kind of music? I can't even think what it is. Um, it's like, like reggaeton. Yeah, yeah. I mean, reggaeton, but he had a song in the spring. I'll think of it, but it, yeah. No, he, he, just, he always brings a lot of mixes too. Like it'll be like a remix of a remix. And you're like, yes. and you can't and find it on Spotify. Like, you have to go to YouTube. Where'd you find this? Yeah. Like, <laughs> where did that come from? And then like, even when he's like telling you what the song is, I have to like Shazam it. I'm like, can Same. I Same. like Shazam? Gotta, Gotta get it. Over. And that's, you know, that's a great app for anyone who's, like, in class that's, like, I want to remember the song. Like, I Oh, yeah, I have an entire playlist on Spotify of just songs that I've danced to at Playground. Right. Yeah. And it's great because that's, like, it'll literally save it for you, too. Mine goes straight to my Apple. So I have my mine link. So so I just, like, throw it in a playlist real quick. And then it's, you know, saved to my phone, which is great. So. Yeah, like I, I like I've been trying to do stuff like that again because like going back to all the dancing at home, it's like the frustration of it was getting too much, and you don't want again you don't want to hate something that you love, uh, especially at a time where like finding things you love can can be hard, you know? Yeah. So yeah, so I was like, okay, like what else can I do to like be a better dancer without having to technically like I'm doing air quotes now to dance, you know what I mean? Like like how do I be a better dancer without actually dancing right now at the moment? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it was like the second time I like whacked my hand on this dresser that I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm I'm F word done. I need a break. And that was like week two of COVID. Wow, no. It was like week two of Corona. And I was like, what the, I can't dance in here. Like, um, you know what I mean? First, first world problems, but like, seriously, like, it's just like, you know, and then even trying to find, like, I think there was a moment where I was like, I have to get into a parking lot. Like I'm about to start a parking lot class. I Outdoor think dancing, I, yeah. And it was so early still in um, what we were finding out about how it you know, spreads the virus and yeah. like can we all get together? Like I think that I had you know kind of reached out to a couple of people. Like how do you feel about meeting up and dancing in a parking lot? And it was kind of like you know overall I think everybody was still in the beginning unknown stages of like well are we scared? Just being more cautious. Yeah, and being precautious and like, are we gonna get in trouble? Um, are, are we allowed? To what leave are we allowed house? to do? Are we, like, can we leave the house legally? Yeah. So I mean, but there were, you know, I'd go on walks, and I had found a parking lot where I, for a while, like, literally, like that. I, if no one was around, especially because I'm such a weirdo, I don't like dancing in my headphones in the street for some reason. Yeah. You know, like it's that thing. I, I like. I don't want people watching, but like I 
had found, that helped me for a little while was like finding an empty parking lot and like some just like time alone with some headphones and just me being like a freestyle dancer just to like lose it for a minute like just because it's it was so necessary um that release is still there so yeah like for me like my my guilty pleasure thing was like i like when they were still doing ig live classes like i would i would tune into them like on my phone but like i wasn't actually doing the moves i just needed to hear, to hear someone count to eight right like, I, I just needed the sounds of a dance class to make me feel yeah. better like i wasn't actually doing it with my body I just right. needed to hear the teacher do the sound and the music. And, and like, I just needed to and be. And you felt better. Exactly. Like, I, just, oh, I don't know why. I just needed to hear someone count to eight repeatedly. And that made me feel better. Studio, radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Literally. Why is that not a thing? Why don't, why don't I, someone think of that? I would listen to dance studio radio all day. If you just put a microphone in the back of, like, someone's classroom and, like. Oh, my I, God. We're doing that. We're starting this business right that. now. Literally, <laughs> That's what we're doing. Do that. That's such a good idea. That is, you know, people listen to, like calming sounds before they go to bed yes like I, just- I have a friend who um does twitch and like he'll just like he'll just listen to people gaming like he's not doing it himself like he'll be doing his work or whatever but he'll just yeah. listen to the gaming sounds dude that's such a good idea honestly like dancer i think that more than we even realize i think every dancer on the planet would find comfort in listening just to a dance to a class teacher. and five six seven yeah. eight like <laughs> Just yelling at you in the background. I would feel good about it. We're totally, this is our next business. We're going to get an app. No one take it from us. We're copywriting this like right now. Yeah, copyright right now. Don't you dare even think about it. Dude, I'm in. Sold. So like in, this is our next venture. So like be on the lookout for that, people. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So like we're nearing the end of our hour together. Um, But I kind of like wanted to ask you, like, again, like we talked about LA being intimidating and then dancing right. next to professional dancers in beginner classes, nonetheless, like that's also yeah. very intimidating. And and I think for both of you and I, it took us a while to start because of that factor. Like we, like, again, we thought that like we had to have some kind of formal training just to take a class. And, and that's not how it is. Like if you paid your good green money, you can go to a class, you know? And so I guess my question for you is if someone is like us, like go back like a year or two ago, someone who's afraid to start, like if someone's in this COVID quarantine era right now and they're listening to this podcast and they're afraid to start, like what would be your advice to them? Like what would get them off the fence and into a dance class? Mm. I know it's a loaded uh, question. <laughs> um, No, but you know what? It's also as simple as like, just do it. It's get over yourself. Don't be scared um, because really you are just missing out on like such a great opportunity to like meet new people, meet like an entire new world that could like make you so happy um, that like the fear of it is kind of silly because the other side of that is such like immediate give back of like positive positive vibes yeah yeah there's nothing bad that can come from a dance class i mean yeah i don't think anyone's ever regretted going to a dance class you know what i mean no yeah i I may have regretted it for like a second but then i got over it you know right right and then and and stay in it like don't even if it's too hard if it's too advanced don't walk out of a class i think that that is like one of the worst things you can do for yourself as any kind of student is like 
walk out of mid class or something because you think you feel so defeated. Um, if anything, like get over yourself in that moment and like laugh at yourself and say, okay, I'm just going to do my best right now because like clearly I suck compared to like whatever's happening in here, but you know, let's just go for it. Um, and you know, really just give it your all because you never know what you could like, what you could bring out of yourself. Um, and in kind of the moment of the, like, I kind of get, call it like my not giving a bleep moment where I'm just like, um, and sometimes it takes me a minute to get to that level because I care so much. But the second that I no longer do, and I'm able to just like commit and try, um, my best it's, or not even try my best, but like completely commit to the movement without any, you know, F's to give it's somehow in those moments, I'm, I'm so much better than I was when I, when I was overthinking it, you know what I mean? Right. Um, and like, so training your mind to get to that level is, it takes some serious time, but that's, that's kind of where I'm trying to stumble into. But for anybody who is brand new, um, don't be overly intimidated that that's, that you might be, you know, there's no such thing as bad dancing to me. Like, I think that, you know, it's, it's all, it's all a style choice. Call it a style choice. Any type of like movement is positive for, because it's just for you too. So I think that like just getting out there and really moving is, is the biggest thing. So just do it. Yeah. And and I think that like people like there, there's just like this notion that like, I have to be a good dancer for other people because like people are watching me and I have to be good because they're watching me. And right. like, and, and it goes back to what you said. It's like, this is for you. Like you're doing this for you. Like you're like, you're not, there's no expectation of a new dancer. Like I'm not going to meet a new dancer and expect them to kill it the first time around. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and, and you, the, the hardest part is getting over the fear of it and doing it with the fear. Like I, I was, I didn't get over the fear when I started. I was just doing it with the fear. I was with scared. Fear. But I was doing it anyway. Yeah. And and, I, and my and again, like my goal was to never quit during a class or walk out. Like even though I was sucking at it, like you're going to be bad. Like let's face it. Like, oh, yeah. unless, like you're unless you're like one of those gifted from God, like you're going to be bad at first. It's just, well, it's just the way it is. And I will say two things. You should be so proud of yourself for pushing through and doing it with the fear, because honestly, a lot of people can't don't can't get to that. Um, yeah, get to that stage. point. And not just with dance, but just in life with newer things. So like, you know, good, good work, like sticking through your year. Like really, like you killed it. That's something you should definitely be super proud of yourself about. But like number two, like with leaving early, like even in some of those modern, like modern classes that I've taken that like weren't necessarily up my alley, like to me, not leaving was also about because like in the, in the cool down at the end, or something that I was then able to like gain in terms of something that I pulled and really liked. If I had left early, I would have missed that. I would have like not gotten to that space of like, okay, this is what I loved about this class or like this teacher or like this moment or like, you know what I mean? So just seeing it all the way through, I think is so important. Um, and, and then you, know, you feel accomplished too. Like, you, cause like you completed a whole class that you had never taken before 
right. something new that you've never done before. Like you, like it's like you can check a box off of a list, kind of almost, you know. Right, and at least you can fully answer the question then too. Like, did I like that class or didn't? True. I? Yeah. Like you I can, you can ask again? yourself, like, was that my Am style? I going back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> And honestly, like I do, I, I'm, I really do want to get back into some more, I want to open up a more genres for me um, because I think it will help uh, capitalize on how we do in hip hop classes. Like we should go together to a modern class and struggle oh, our struggle ass together. Off. Yeah, let's struggle together. But, but it'll be, it'll probably in the process also make us like learn so much about our lines and our movement that we can bring when when it's necessary into you know heels classes yeah you know kifa's classes for instance i mean yeah like we there's a struggle together there's safety in numbers right i've decided i'm I'm just having fun completely from now on like the second video is open it's it's fun but it's also like that uh, focused fun like there you go i like that focused fun fun. i like that that's that should go on a t-shirt somewhere or like yeah i mean that sounds like that literally sounds like a kids class like (laughs) that i would gladly take for sure (laughs) yeah all right babe well, thank you so much yes. for joining me today. I think that like yeah. this was a really good information for everyone. And um, I tell us where we can find you on Instagram. Um, yeah, so I'm at Lizaster Life, um, L-I-Z-A-S-T-E-R-L-I-F-E, because my life is hilariously. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like, it's actually because it's my afterlife of what I was in Philadelphia. I just started this. Oh. Oh, that's cute. So you're nice. so full. You're full of like good ideas. Look at you. Look at it. I know. So Liz Astor Life. And yeah, thank you for having me. This was so fun. It's it always was. fun to chat. I know. It's, it's always and plus to like to see you like now that we can't like, be in a class together anymore. Well, uh, right now. I can't wait for us to be able to get back to classes. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Everybody have a good one. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of 5678. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the 5678 podcast. There, you can also sign up for the Dancers Club newsletter at the link in our bio. See you next week for another new episode. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.